Welcome to the show, everyone. Danny Getz here, checking in ahead of time to let you know when we recorded this episode, it was supposed to come out all at once, but things being what they are, it will be coming out in two parts. I'm sure you could figure that out by the time you get to the end of it, but just for certain things have timestamps on them in the episode and we don't want it to be confusing, like you might hear us plug the Blanket and Covers episode that George is on this Wednesday. If you're listening to this week's episode, that makes sense. If you're listening to next week's episode, that was last Wednesday now. All that kind of stuff, whatever. You're smart people, you'll figure it out. Here's part one with me doing a lightning round. Welcome to Feel Feelings with Danny and George. The show that talks about feelings and the things that make you feel them. But like, if Jesus can melt faces, how come we can't have aliens? Yeah, like... Jesus can melt faces. So wait, how, which ones have you seen? All of them except Crystal Skull, right? Well, yeah, not the new one yet either, but yeah, oh, I've yeah. seen the other three. Okay, so it's like, first movie, Jesus melts a Nazi. Second movie, uh, an Indian man rips a still-beating heart out of and brainwashes a city. Yeah. Uh, like real fucking superhero villain shit. I mean, not only does he rip the heart out, that guy lives yeah. until he gets burned alive. Yeah. So he's in a trance long enough to like, you know, keep the like the blood pumping to his brain. Uh, and then what in the third one, uh, uh, are like they find the a knight that's been in a cave and for a millennia and a, you're a semi immortal. Templar Knight. <laughs> yeah, and you're upset that there's aliens in the fourth one? A more realistic and probable villain? <laughs> yeah. Like I I don't how did you not realize we were supernatural this whole time? Yeah. I just it's like the other two, like the other three all have stuff that I'm like, well that's a movie. And I think people are genuinely upset because they're like but that's real. <laughs> like it's the old, like it's a much more legitimate thing for a villain to have at the end of it, in my I opinion. Mean, you live in that world though, where every single one of those crates has something supernatural in it, presumably. Yeah. yeah. They're like, come on, it's got to be <laughs> like, there's got to be alien technology Wait, in there. Like, you haven't seen Crystal Skull. No. That's like a whole, not, I won't say it's a whole thing, and I'm not spoiling anything. It's just Oh, like, do they go back into there? So, they're, uh, Indiana Jones, the whole opening of the movie, they do a great job of recapturing, um, I guess they do it each movie, but like, they do the ending of a previous adventure. Oh, yeah. It's like the James Bond thing. Um, where like the, it's the always beginning, working. yeah, the beginning of the movie is the end of like a previous adventure, um, but in it he's in um the nuclear bomb testing area, and he's evading Nazis who are trying to get him to get them something, which you find I've out seen later. The hides in a refrigerator yeah. scene. He I've survives. Seen he survives the nuclear blast because it launches him 
a mile and a half away from where the testing ground was. Uh, but he locks himself in one of those lock top refrigerators and lives, um, which is just good fun. That's just fun. Like, just let yeah, it be not? fun. But they catch up with him and they bring him to that warehouse. And it turns out that, like, the thing that they are looking for is the crystal skull, but it's magnetized. So it's like the body from the Roswell crash. Uh, Interesting. But in doing so, when he's making his grand escape, there's a very quick scene where one of the crates is broken and it's the Ark. So it's just like this nod to like, absolutely everything in this warehouse owned by the U.S. government that should be in a museum is a supernatural totem of some sort of thing. And like, if he had seen it, would that ruin his whole life? If he saw it inside of it. Like, if he was like, oh, this, this is why they took it from me in court? I guess. Was so. to put it in a box somewhere? I, I mean, it's such a quick thing that I think there was just like a thing. But I would like to see the scene where Harrison Ford reckons with, he's like, really? Hey. This is my life? Hey, man. I worked hard to get that. I lost my, friends. <laughs> yeah. My, my whole life is just a game for people much more powerful than I. Okay, I guess I'll watch, keep looking for treasure. Do you watch those clips of that show Game Changer at all? It's like an improv thing with all the dudes from College Humor. No, I haven't seen it. I it's I get clips served to me a lot on TikTok, uh, but it's a game show that's improv based. Where like certain times I've seen it where they just get points for doing things. Other times, it's oh like, no, I have seen that where money. they have to like figure out what the game is. Sort of. So, like, there's an episode where one guy that's obsessed with winning his, uh, that episode is that the one rule of the game is that he can't win. <laughs> uh, and so All he right. does, and he does this, like, beautiful, almost has to have been scripted, like, rant at the end of it when he figures out what the point of the game is, is that he can't win. And he's, like, quoting Icarus and stuff. It's wild. That's. Um, Great. <laughs> but in one of the episodes, um, uh, he it's like an impression off situation. And one of the impressions is uh, he has to do an impression of a, uh, what do you call those? Auctioneers. But becoming more uh, aware of his mortality the longer he goes on with raising the number. So it's all by right. the end. And if it's like, if I say sold, you'll all leave. But if I don't say sold, you'll all still be here with me. <laughs> like, and it just devolves <laughs> into insanity. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I imagine that scene from Harrison Ford would be like. That and on TikTok. Hold on, I'm gonna hit record too. Record on this computer. Uh that and on TikTok, there's a clip because they're 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 pushing anything Harrison Ford out to get people to go see this movie. Yeah. Um, and it was like a clip of him on whatever David Blaine close up magic show that they were doing with Silver. Oh, was him and Calista Blackheart. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and it's them and he picks a card and he cuts into an orange and his card is inside the orange. Yeah, I watched at, that whole special. <laughs> and he looks at David Blaine and goes, Get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> yeah. That was also the special where uh oh, who was it? Oh, Jason Sudeikis, because it was him and Olivia Wilde. Mm. And then I think it was in their kitchen, and 
I don't think I've seen a man on television look more actually drunk than Jason Sudeikis on that episode. He's just like doing kitchen magic in his kitchen. He's like, (laughs) you must imagine like they have to like ham it up a little bit. Like they're oh yeah, like comedians. I would argue are the most reverent of group of people. I guess is the term of like. We can't make fun of improv and then also make fun of magic. Like, we can't rationalize one yeah. without the other. Uh, so I feel like we are very susceptible to being like, okay, it's a craft. It's very similar. You do a thing over and over again until you get it right. And then you do it for a, uh, you know, a response from an audience. Like, it's it follows the same pathway. Uh, but also, I feel like Jason Sinek might be the guy that's like, oh, Wow no way <laughs> there there may have been a little of that but i think because he's so visibly hammered then it's like oh <laughs> all right he's doing his best <laughs> i always liked um oh what is his name he's a comedian slash magician it's something will that i, I forget justin wilman Nelson wilman that's it uh, that was the first guy that Meg ever opened for at Helium. I saw all the shows. It was no, amazing. Kid. He seems good. Uh, he seems like fun. And he seems like someone that like doesn't like he's a good middle ground between uh, uh, glittery shirt magicians and like the amazing Jonathan, where it's like this is accessible and funny <laughs> for everyone. <laughs> Uh, Should I say hi, George? Did we start? We started. Hi, Dan. Hi, George. Uh, welcome to Magic Hour, uh, yeah, <laughs> podcast exclusively. We're, we're picking about up the magic. the magic conversation previously started. <laughs> um, but uh, no, there was one where it was him and uh, Doug Benson, and it was just them <laughs> like mm-hmm. doing magic tricks for yeah. stoned people at a dispensary, and like all the magic tricks are just Doug Benson handing him something from behind them and them going, oh, (laughs) When that special came out, I think I showed it to everybody individual. (laughs) I I think I watched it every single time. And I I saw that, like, yeah, he did. He had like a TV series or it was slated to be a TV series and it became a special. Was that what happened with it? I feel like because it was only a half hour in like a TV half hour that like 22, 23 minute range or whatever. So I feel like it was meant to be like a sort of pilot kind of thing, which I mean, never went. But Magic for Humans on Netflix is on season three. So he got a show and it's doing great. That's honestly, I think what happens is he pitched it. They had to keep the rights to the first one. And then they were like, fine, I'll pitch it to Netflix. And they were like, yeah, we need more comedy. But yeah, (laughs) I had watched that special so many times and i had meg booked for my own show that weekend and we were just hanging out at helium and they found out that like he was supposed to bring all his own people but at the last minute they found out he wasn't bringing all his own people and we were in the room and ben mar shout out ben mar i love that dude he was like shit meg are you free this weekend and i was i was like yeah meg you're free this weekend uh, i'll find somebody else you're opening for the magic guy <laughs> like not sweat it go get that cool job <laughs> yeah no go go get the bag mag i feel like most of the show is mag go get the bag 
<laughs> yeah, please. Yeah, I please. was. Uh, Go be your funny, amazing self. We need. We need this. <laughs> I was more than thrilled to be like, you know, what? I'm stepping back here. You don't need to do my Elkins Park show. Go open for <laughs> Justin <laughs> Wilman. It's gonna be amazing. But yeah, I literally, even the show that like I had a show that night, I raced back, and it was me. Uh, I just realized we never rebooked John Howard. Me, Sean Howard, and John Del Calo raced back from our show in Elkins Park to get to Helium to so I could see the show again. And like two people that I would like to have on the show. Well, three if we and, count Justin Wilma. But uh, I mean, Sean Howard has been on the show. Technically, yes. <laughs> we we also, have a, a lovely tribute lo- to Sean Howard in the law lo- in the in the lore of the show. Uh, I don't know who that is. I only meet yeah, people true. on this show. <laughs> yeah, we we do need to. Uh, rectify that but one of these days we have other things to do today do Do you want to get into it sure let's get into it i always like the uh what are the guys the last podcast guys where they have a running bit where they they say let's get right into it but then they talk for 45 more minutes up top (laughs) and then like they've been ending (laughs) they've been they've been ending episodes with all right let's get right into it (laughs) that's that's a good bit it's a fun bit. I used to love listening to the Todd Glass show. Um, he would be like, this is the cold open. This is the cold open. It's the cold open. It's the cold open. And then he would say that for the first like half hour of the show. And then it would just be bits and bits and bits and bits. And like everybody's doing little games and stuff. And then he'd be like, all right, that's it for the cold open. And I was like, this is a half what? hour. We're at the first just... commercial break. <laughs> and I mean, that show was always like two and a half hours long. So it was like, <laughs> All right, so I guess the rest of this is two hours is the show. This, <laughs> like, is, this is now what? the show, and this is but now it, the show. Uh, it was a lot of bit. <laughs> I mean, we're comedians; we love a bit. Yeah. Uh, I, I did just read somewhere where it's like a game you can ask people at parties of like, who would you rather be in a serious relationship with? Um, an improv comedian or a DJ? Improv comedian. Yeah, I agree. Improv comedian. But a lot of people said DJ because because an improv and comedian person doesn't know when to stop. <laughs> I feel like you're more likely to find a tolerable improv comedian who knows how to exist in a social space versus a DJ who is typically an egomaniac and commands the attention yeah yeah which and is i would rather i'd rather take my chances a huge desk <laughs> when they do that uh well this is the show we're talking uh things we heard on the internet no uh yeah. we decided to do our own lightning mcqueen round based on nothing yeah we realized that we hadn't done our our own version of it yeah yet. i uh, mean we technically did the first two as like the first episode and then revisited them that's so true we've we... done happy and sad well, I'm, I'm going to ask you those anyway. So, okay, that's fine. Lightning round is lightning round. Ka-chow. Ka-chow. So, do you want to go first or do you want me to go? Or do you want to ask me first or me ask you first? Here's the question, though. Can you just send me the emotions really quickly? Uh, yes. Just so I get them in the right order. I mean, you can ask them in whatever order you want. That's Yeah, but I'm gonna, afraid I'm going to miss one of them and start making ones up where I'm like, what makes you feel aloof? You know, the basic motion of aloof. 
and they're they're written that way because I have it so I can fill in the blanks as people <laughs> answer them. Because I realized when we were doing Logan's episode where I was like, oh no. He we said three things I really wanted to talk about. Yeah. What were they? <laughs> All right. Well, um, I can I can I can make you go first if that's something that you want to do. So you're gonna ask me or I'm gonna ask you? I'm going to ask you these questions. We're gonna rapid fire them and I'm gonna pick a couple that I think are interesting enough to talk about. All right. That'll be the first half of our show. I like it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Lightning round. There's the drop here, maybe. Uh Daniel, <laughs> are you ready? Let's do it. All right. Dan gets. Yes. What makes you feel sadness? <laughs> oh. Uh, you know, it's lightning around, so I'll just I'll just go with the first thought. It's it's that feeling from or it comes from when I realize that I haven't thought about someone who passed in a while. Okay. Let me hold on. I'm trying to make a note and it's freaking <laughs> out right now. Um Okay. Dan Getz, right. what makes you feel joy? Um, being welcomed into a new group. Okay. Uh, what makes you feel angry? Oh man. Um. Trying to find a figure out like how to encapsulate my first thought it's it's like when you're in an argument and the other person is not granting you like your side to sure. start sure uh uh what, what would that be called anger um not winning arguments <laughs> well yeah it's, it's like it's not it's not winning yeah it's just like not getting to actually participate in the discussion because the person is shutting it down from the beginning sure sure uh dan gets what makes you feel disgust oh this is an easy one wet paper <laughs> wet paper what makes you feel fear oh uh, uh, i'll just the ocean uh, that's well well trod territory here but <laughs> what is your favorite word blue the color the color <laughs> your favorite word is blue the color <laughs> yes blue the color did that did that make you feel surprised i know that's the only no. one left <laughs> uh and that no, no no and what is your favorite curse word i'm just doing the thing from inside the action studio at this point um dickhead dickhead's good that gets very regional. And then lastly, what makes you feel surprised? When people tell me they've seen my videos. All right. All good things, dang it. Thank you. For Was any of that interesting? <laughs> hey, I'm Danny. I'm John. We host Blanket and Covers, the show where we cover the covers. Have you ever thought about trying to find every single version of Angel of the Morning or Careless Whispers? That's an us thing, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if that's something that you think you would be into, I think you should definitely check out our show. 
We think that by listening to every version of a song that has ever been done can like gain something new. Yeah, each week we do a, a deep dive through a band's catalog or one specific song. Season one is out there now. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everyone, Danny here with Plugs. Just George and I this week, so to jump straight to the feel feelings part of things. You can find us on all the social media places at Feel Feelings Pod. While you're looking that stuff up, if you could take a second to like, share, rate, and review, that would be excellent. And a little note for our New England listeners, I will be touring through New England in August with The Ghosted Show. Check out Ghosted Comedy Show on Instagram for all the dates and updates for new shows coming, being part of that. If you're in New England, we're going to be near you. We'd love to see you. And that's it for the week. Back to the show. Yeah, we got tons to go off of. I want to start with the first one. Uh, the feeling after thinking you haven't thought of someone that has passed. Um, that's like a weird emotion because it's. I guess it kind of ties up in the not to bring back a Pixar reference because this is not a Pixar bit, but like that unaffiliated, thing. yeah, unaffiliated <laughs> Pixar bit. Uh, but like there's a uh, there's a thing in Coco where like once they stop remembering you, then you have like your your third death. I think it's like in Mayan culture too, where it's like yeah, you have three deaths: your physical death, uh, when someone stops remembering you, or like when you're not written down or something. Oh no, the death is the second that you're born. Because then it's all downhill, and then your physical death, and then the death of when no one remembers you. Um, yeah, I think the last one is the one that's the most upsetting to me. Sure, they're like, like death being your life, whatever. I can reconcile that you're moving towards death the second you're born, whatever. Not necessarily a philosophy I subscribe to. I don't think you're constantly living in the direction of your death. You're living, and then you die. Like I don't, I don't like framing it as like life is defined by your death. But I guess that, that kind of makes it easier to tolerate in my head for the first two parts of that. But for the last one, just that thought of like, like now there's nothing left. Yeah, it's like. Ooh, ouch. <laughs> yeah, but also I feel like it is much more difficult to have that form of death now. Um you know, eventually the the internet will crumble and we will never have any of this catalog. We don't have any of this on a physical medium. We are not carved yeah. in stone. But this will probably be around in our and the next lifetime. Um and you think, even yeah, further, uh, but like picture a world though where like all it would take is Spotify to go under, yep, and all of this goes away. Like I have a good chunk of it saved, but I, I don't have, have all of it. I do have that, but because of the the size of my computer, I <laughs> if anyone finds my computer, they're gonna think I'm a fucking insane person. <laughs> the only thing I can save to save space on my tiny tiny laptop is just my raw audio <laughs> so it's just my <laughs> isolated audio 
<laughs> so it's just it's like Dan, don't speak. This is what most of the show is that I have saved on my on my computer. <laughs> That's it. That's the whole show on my computer. The the few times where we've had stuff air out and like like where like your track doesn't save right and I'm stuck listening to just my voice or like sometimes it'll it'll do a thing where it'll elongate some of the tracks but record everything else the right way so like it'll be my track will be right and then like your track will be twice as long as it's supposed to be with a bunch of like choppy audio in the middle (laughs) and then the uh the track with all the drops will be right (laughs) so it'll just be like like i can faintly hear you say i'm like i don't have the board up so i'm not gonna say it the trigger word sure and then it'll just go and i was like this like it's so weird it's such a <laughs> like an existential crisis moment of like is this what my life is yeah. is this what yeah, i've been doing bit. this is all you do now um but back to the point feeling uh the feeling after thinking you haven't thought of someone that has passed um yeah no that's that's very that's very f- f- sad obviously it's what what makes you sad um, yeah, i think the biggest part of it is that that's when it feels like, oh, that's what's going to happen to me. Mm-hmm. They're like, I- I've been through it enough, experienced a lot of loss, whatever. And I- I've gone through all the motions and I understand them. But it's when you, when it, when it clicks that like, oh, it's been a-, a while since you thought about that person. Like there hasn't yeah. been a lot to trigger any sort of memory, no sense memory, no like literal memory. They're like, oh, that's going to happen. I mean, hopefully with a lot of people, that's the, I hope that the the big goal is to impact a lot of people. Yeah. But like, it's going to happen. Yeah, eventually. But I guess because we are only present for what we can do, I think that's when that whole positive flip of it is um, make sure that the people you're affecting um no now because you hear stories about like you know van gogh where like no one gave a shit about him until after his death so that man died the saddest of death not realizing that you can pay 35 to 40 dollars in new york city and go live inside one of his paintings in like a multimedia uh uh display in like the basement of the new york uh new york public library he, he yeah, never I mean, his work is on he display. He barely knew New York exists. Like, yeah. sure, he knew it exists, but he was like, yeah, that's on a map, and I'll never go there. Uh, yeah. It's it's presented in a medium that he couldn't have even known existed. Right. I think about that a lot, where, like, you take historical figures back to, like, modern day, and it's just, I wouldn't want to do it because I'd be too tired and exhausted to explain what planes and cars are. <laughs> yeah, like, that's the part... That every time travel movie has to just ignore. Yeah. I really want like, to see a time travel movie where they take a historical figure back and that's them walking them through their mental breakdown. <laughs> it I, I've watched a few of them lately and I can't really name them without spoiling them, but the the type of like genre shift movies mm. where they start out as one thing and then like halfway through you're like, oh shit, this is a horror movie. Like that kind of yeah. movie. Yeah. Like it it feels like that 
is what that movie would be. It would start out as like a Bill and Ted, and then all of a sudden it is a like girl interrupted. Yeah. See, what I would like in that is if it starts as a Bill and Ted and those characters remain Bill and Ted, but then (laughs) they're the ones who have to usher people through the breakdown. But Beethoven is the one that is the girl interrupted. Like Beethoven (laughs) is Angelina Jolie. I mean, he would be for sure of those characters. (laughs) Oh, for sure. But like just the idea of like, would ask this the person questions, starts having a full mental breakdown. This historical figure has a full mental breakdown, and it's just a guy giving off the same energy as like a kid that just hurt their cousin, and he's like, "Don't cry, don't cry. I'll let you hit me. I'll let you hit me. It's yeah. okay." <laughs> don't tell mom. Don't tell mom. Don't tell mom. Um, I don't know. I think that's uh, yeah. It's it's do what you can when you're here. Uh, so this way you can at least reap a little bit of the benefits of the things that you are going to leave behind. Um, yeah, I think it it does help frame the way I like approach life. That like every now and then being reminded that like there is more than right now. Because mm-hmm. like I'm very good at being here in this moment, like ignoring the things that aren't affecting this moment. I'm very good at that. But then those things will sneak up and remind me that like no, you're part of a gigantic system of like it's a system of systems. Like it just is an infinite connectivity of just like earth and nature and people and technology and all this stuff. And it's all impacting everything. So like being reminded of that, even though it is very sad, like it's very it's an upsetting thing. Yeah. Is easy to put a positive frame around. Sure. Sure. They're like, just you're right. Just get after it, though. We like, had whatever. something a couple weeks ago um, with uh, I won't say the word, but uh, with Casey, where we went to a. <laughs> I could pull it up. I'll pull it up. <laughs> <laughs> we went to uh, a restaurant up in the Poconos that is like a German restaurant, um, about 15 minutes away from where my parents live now, up there, and uh, it's owned by people that casey's parents knew from back in the neighborhood in brooklyn oh one of them yeah but it's it's a, <laughs> it's like an authentic german brew house like it's a whole thing they were a german family or at least like that was their heritage i don't know if they're like mom and pop were off the boat but um they grew up you know hanging out with each other from the neighborhood and uh when casey walked in the first time we went there they started like sobbing because casey looks exactly like her aunt that passed away that they used to hang out with. And you could tell there was a little bit of that where it was like they, they were crying because they hadn't thought about her aunt at that age for a while. Like they didn't remember her like that. So there was that memory. And then you could, you know, you could make the assumption that they were like, damn, I haven't thought about this person in forever or, uh, yeah. you know, it's just it was this very strange thing where like as we were they brought over like desserts and stuff. And every time they were like misty eyed and they had to explain themselves as we were paying. Um, but great restaurant. Uh, please go to Nurnberger in Lake Ariel. Nurnberger Brew House, I think it is. I don't know. They got good schnitzel. My family has a weird thing with German food. Like there's a, there's a German place in Philly that like the entire time I lived there uh we would go there for like when my dad came to visit like that was the spot Interesting. <laughs> so my family eats a lot of german food and we are not german name leads you to believe but i think it's austrian which is the same just classier 
Yeah, I think mine's um, German. Gets. That makes sense. Gets? I think it's yeah. German. Actually, yeah. I think Meg's is German. Mine might be the Austrian. One player. of those other ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also it could be. Or that could like be the other way around, actually. Where it's like the, the you know, up until like 18 something, Germany was like four different countries. Yeah. So it's like, oh, no. It could this be is Prussian. The, yeah. The Prussian or the Bavarian spelling yeah. of gets and it's like the same don't look into it damn yeah. don't dive please don't ask me deeper. questions <laughs> um but why don't we talk about this uh because i want to I, I we couldn't articulate and i feel like talking about it might be good um uh not winning an argument which i know is not what is it but it was just me to like try to get yeah. that game to go quicker but like the not having the other person in an argument accepting your side at all yeah, because like I, I love a good debate, and like I feel like I don't enter into them unless I'm pretty confident in the points I'm going to make. That like I I might not be right. Like I don't I don't assume that because I've done research that I'm right. But when I enter into an argument. I'm going in with that in mind of like, I know my points mm-hmm. and like, I, I know the facts that they're based on. And I, I hate so much when the conversation gets shut down by just like nothing by just like, no, that's dumb. We're not going to, that's not it. Or, You're wrong. It's like, yeah, no, but like, but like, why? Like, yeah, why are no, you like why are you right down because now in my I, I don't mean it like this but when you have a conversation like that and then your rebuttal is uh well no actually no because yeah like no and like, it's it's like well clearly no you is don't right have, yeah like but like in doing that i now think that i have you on the ropes because that feels like a cop out. Like you don't want to answer the question. Answer the question. <laughs> yeah, and like I never want to feel like I won. Like I'm more interested in participating. So like, it's it's that thing of like, you build up the excitement to participate in something that you have prepared for, and then it comes to the execution, and the other person is just like, no, we're not actually going to do this. Mm-hmm. and that that is so frustrating and so angering and it's kind of what you were saying too where like you you think that you have them on the ropes but that's what they think from the beginning yeah they just think that they're smarter than you better than you their opinion is a fact even though it's an opinion and they know it's an opinion it, it's just so much that that like ego takes over in those moments that like like no, like talk to me like a person. Like I'm not yeah. less than you. Like we're two people who are in the same exact situation, having a conversation about the same exact thing. Yeah, quit being like, a dick. Just Andy have the Lane. conversation. Yeah, specifically Andy Lane. When I, I mean, when I bring up that the Catholic Church is evil, you're not allowed to say no because I say so, Andy. Lane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like. I mean, Andy's a very good debater, especially on history topics, because he does the research. Yeah. And 
And I'm just saying that because I, I like. Oh to, yeah, I know. I like when we talk vague and then I throw out an actual name just to. But spice. I, I was leading it back to a time where I had to have made him angry because I was doing exactly the thing I was just complaining about other people <laughs> doing. But for me, I know it comes from a place of not knowing. Yeah. That like he's presenting facts and I only have opinions. That like he he has well researched and well remembered history brain he's very good at that stuff and we'll talk about it and i'll equate it to things that i understand but for the most part i'm just like no yeah (laughs) whatever sure (laughs) fine whatever uh yeah i mean i feel like we find our way into the like doing the things that make us angry because i think it it threatens us a little bit and that's what makes us angry is because we're capable of that and are guilty of that and we wouldn't want that to be what makes other people like i don't know like i when i find myself getting angry sometimes i take a back seat and i go oh i'm angry because i've done this before and i don't want to do this and like any second now someone's gonna be like no you did this exact thing like at this exact moment and i'm gonna have to recoil and be like fucking fine but also (laughs) the the weird thing happening for me right now is and I think this happens with anything that makes me angry is that talking it out, I'm considerably less angry about it. Mm-hmm. Like in the, like the quick thought lightning round version of it, that was like one with a bullet. Like that was an easy answer. But now I'm like, when I catch myself doing it, I don't know how to get out of it. Like, I, I don't know how to kind of, reshift the conversation back to one that is productive so i can't imagine that's easy for anybody else either so even though it is upsetting and angering like i don't know how to stop it and i i have to grant them that too that like if i don't know how to do it why would i assume that anybody else does too Mm -hmm. yeah that makes a lot of sense um Let's discuss why your favorite swear word is a dickhead. I think the uh, the extra syllable, the, the dickhead part of it. Mm-hmm. But I also think that it's one that is very easy to say in jest. Sure. That it's like, shut up, dickhead. Yeah. Never means like, you're an asshole and I hate you. Yeah. But if you're from from any uh, Philadelphia person that's ridden public access or, or public transportation, um, backdoor dickhead. Backdoor dickhead <laughs> is is almost a term of endearment at a certain point. <laughs> I mean, the fact that it's a trope of SEPTA yeah. is enough. <laughs> it's not just one guy heard it once. It's like yeah. a, a no, thing it's, that it's happened. T shirts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, so let's talk about when people see your stuff, because uh, I find this surprising for someone that puts their things out like we do what we can to promote this show um, and you do what you can to put your art out. But I feel like there is a part of the show where we don't push it too hard, like we don't have a marketing budget. We don't you know, any money yeah. that we make from the ads is just in a folder and it's not that much like it's a silly amount of money 
Yeah, uh, I enjoy talking to you and our friends. Yeah, it's and fine. That's, and that's the thing. <laughs> and putting that out for the world as an art form, I think, uh, is is something that a lot of people don't necessarily get. But I find it very interesting that you've spent a lot of time being a comedian, being an artist, being a performer and an interviewer and a, a, a host. Um, and there is still this, I guess it's that imposter complex uh, thing where it's, it's it's not as much that. Well, I I'm, I just mean it in the frame like you put it out there, man. It's bound yeah. to be found. I, I know I've been I... surprised when like, like recently someone reached out and and a random ad on facebook and i you know okay fine you don't look like you're a fake person you maybe we know each other and i just don't remember i'm very bad with names and faces um yeah especially uh, in comedy it's impossible to remember everybody (laughs) but someone added me and reached out and they were like hey you don't know me and i'm so sorry if this is weird but uh when i was younger i found your fight for your friends ep I don't remember where I could have met you at a show or I could have just found it from like Reddit. Um, but it was a really cool thing to have. And I listened to it all the time and it got me through like a certain part of my life and is a soundtrack to a certain era of my life. That's surprising to me. But then wow. I also had to like take that, a minute really back. Cool. Yeah. I had to take a minute back and be like, well, it's out there. Like it, like the, the glass bottle with the message in it is bound to wash up on some beach at some point. I, I think for me, the the general assumption... And I'm happy that that happened for that person, that it was a positive experience and not like, I, mean, I listened to your album really and, cool. and, uh, and then my parents died in a car accident and I hate you and I'm oh. coming for you. Like, I'm <laughs> glad it was a positive thing. I'm sure you got one of those too, though. They're just uh, yeah, Steve waiting, Buscemi I'm and uh, for... Happy Gilmore waiting for it, or in Billy Madison waiting yeah, for no, it. <laughs> I'm waiting for someone's Batman origin story to be the soundtrack to a song I wrote about Catholic religion <laughs> when I was 15. They, they became a vigilante because it's called Fight for Your Friends. Yep. Oh, that'd be great. I want to see that comic book. That's after my other Batman comic book. I'm toying with writing. I'll tell you about it later. I'm like, I'm like four Batmans. <laughs> But yeah, I we we've kind of said it jokingly on here, but how, like how often people are like, I love that you post those questions, and then I go, Oh, have you listened to the show? And they're like, What show? What show? Like that <laughs> that seems to be the response to my artistic output. Mm. That like when people like stuff that I share, they find out later that I'm the one who made it. That it's not a thing that I just shared because I liked it. It's a thing that I made, mm-hmm. which actually happened a lot with the uh, construction paper art that I was doing. And I did, I started another one yesterday. I'm really excited about it. Very excited. Can't wait to see it. I'm getting yeah, a frame I'll, for I'll it post, when, I'm, when I'm not busy at work all the time because we have like I'll post the worst it when it's hell done. week. Yeah, we have the worst hell week going on, but I have like the one you gave me for letting uh, me, letting you stay at my house that like, this was payment. Here's some art. <laughs> and I was like, this is great. Is this eight by 10? I'm going to have to find a nice frame for it. Yeah. I mean, that was one of my favorite ones. So <laughs> yeah, you got, you got one of the, the, the top five. I mean, I've only made five, but you got one of the top five. Thank you. But I mean, especially with those, like, like we were, we were hanging out at a uh, Seamus's house on Monday Mm-hmm. For people listening, it was the day before the fourth. We were just kind of, you know, sitting around a fire pit, and 
uh, Ryan K was there, who we have to have on the show. I can't believe we hadn't haven't had Ryan K on the show. I don't know if I know them, but I'm sorry if I do and you're listening. Right, Ryan K was one of the original founding members of Wasted Robot. No kidding. It was, it was me, him, and Sean, and he was, he was there for so the. So we discussed him, and I've probably made fun of him as like mystery guest Ryan yeah. K. Yeah, he was. He was the. Uh, he was there for the first two, and then he was like, "I I gotta go," but like no hard feelings kind of way, just like the the time and energy kind of thing. So sure. we're we're still really good friends, but we were we were there, and I forget why it came up, but somebody was oh, uh, Rachel was ripping cardboard to put in the fire to kind of like build the fire because they only had small twigs and they were trying to just kind of add whatever they could to it. And Ryan looked into it and he's like, oh, that's some Dan Getz art like right there. And I'm like, what? Oh, no, that feels so good. But he meant like, by it, that it was came that out it was nowhere. good enough to burn. Um... <laughs> I mean, everything I make is meant to burn. So <laughs> No, that is very cool. It's like someone notices something. I, I, and like, I it's very such a rarely... specific yeah. thing. I very rarely get compliments on things that I do. Like I never, I guess that's why people gravitate towards roasts a little bit where it's like, Oh, you see that too. Yeah. Positive that, that's the fun negative. part of, uh, of ghosted. Cause yeah. you get to read it yourself. Which, and what did like, I tell you? What did I tell you? It was a great show. Right. I got nothing to worry about. I was there. I saw it. It was great. And I told you that in the episode and you guys didn't believe me. Oh, I, I believed you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, no, it's it's this this understanding that uh you are seen. And I guess that another part of that is that you are cutting through everything else in a world where it is uh drowned in other people's artwork and other people's attempts at uh, being true and other people's attempts at you know creating something different and exciting and interesting um, even if your friend acknowledges like I try to acknowledge people when I see them doing something um, we haven't had them on the show but we probably should but I uh, I you probably get, get a brunt of it too as well we're like on Instagram if I see you do something cool I give you like fire emoji or I say like this is great and I always try to be. Oh, uplifting. I react to like yeah every selfie, every art post, every. It's like you're putting yourself out there, and I want you to know that it's appreciated. Exactly, and I did that with a comedian that uh, uh, I won't say my name because it's a vulnerable thing. Um, but I always do that for them, and they live out in L.A. And uh, I went to go see them in L.A. And as I was leaving the venue, they came up to me and went like, "Hey, keep doing that. That helps." <laughs> that's like, really sweet it's nice to see those efforts pay off because by no means do i want those things to be seen as like nah you owe me because i i built you up like i don't i never yeah. want it to be about me it's truly a selfless thing of like i like what you do i appreciate that you put yourself out there to do it because it is hard to do that um, I, I do often wonder how good I've been at like making that clear mm -hmm. that like I'm not here for something. Yeah, I just want you to know that I see you. Yeah, I do that. Like, I don't. I don't, I don't need lot. anything from you. And I do it to the people that deserve it. At least I think are doing the right shit that I don't feel 
like oh is this yeah they've, they've they've made a pretty positive impact on you in one way or another and yeah. you know pay it pay it back in some sort of way the best you can it's one of those things where it's like i will always sing the praises of friend of the show betty smithsonian uh because they do shit like that for me all the time we're like I was low a couple weeks ago, posted a thing of like, hey, if you want to book me, book me because I will drive to it. I just want to do stand up and I don't know what to do on my end. So like in Philly, book me in Baltimore, book me. I don't care. I just want to do it. Yeah. Um, and she even said, I can't book you right now because I'm not booking stand up, but I would always book you. And I'm like. That's, that's really nice. Yeah, it's just like a nice thing to be acknowledged. And I think that's where your surprise comes from. But it's a little, it's a little, not sad, but it's a little disheartening to think that like you put out your art and you put yourself out there and it's surprising when people are like, good shit. Like, oh, me? Uh, there, like, there is it's, something. It's, it's tough to, it's easy to give it. It's tough to get it. Yeah. I think especially the, the Ryan K story specifically because Ryan is a tremendously talented artist. So like to see somebody who like every time he puts something out, it's just like, I don't understand how people do art. Like it just, I, I look at it and it's like, I make stuff. He's doing art. And like, I, I, I just, I don't get it. But for him to like have a place in his head for what I make is like, Oh, yeah. that's really cool. Uh, that's always a great compliment, and uh, and you're a great artist, and you should not be surprised when you get your stuff. But I get it, I get I get where you're coming from, but you're very good. Um, oh, thank you. Why don't we take a small break? I'm going to tell you about a Batman comic that I'm writing, um, but not really because I don't know the first thing about making comics. And we'll be right back with more feel feelings with Danny and George, with Danny and George. Beautiful. Just checking in one more time. I I know this sounds like we're throwing to break, but that break will be a week long. We'll be back with part two next Monday. See you then. Feel Feelings is a Wasted Robot production. Editing done by Dan Getz. Music by George Bruderman. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Feel Feelings Pod, and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm backslash feelfeelings. If you're ever feeling any heavy emotions and feel like there's nowhere to turn to, please don't hesitate to reach out to us or to any of the resources in the show notes. Thanks for listening. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information and links to other shows, please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com slash podcasts. Or it's such a professional show!